from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Graham Hill sitting in for Dennis Cox today. He'll be with us throughout the show. Tune in just a couple minutes from now, literally a couple minutes from now. Uh, our Sin City Skate Away keyword will be coming your way. It'll be good for the next hour, so you want to tune in for that. But first, we had a classic Duke, North Carolina, Carolina Duke rivalry game, double overtime. And I'm just going to say, it felt like they were playing the wrong sport at times. Have they left the field yet? At Game <laughs> Memorial Stadium, are students still out there? So say they once you get on the field, I think you have squatters rights. You can't, oh, no, I think they can't the, kick you off. I think the storm in the field police probably drove over there and kicked them off at this point. We'll, we'll we'll have that conversation. The storming the field police. I know your your sirens are on, so get ready. Uh, but on the field, a win is a win is a win. As I always say, celebrate every win. They're hard to get in the ACC. Drake may refuse to let you lose that game, which was nice, and that's what you want your best player to do. I have a question on the finality that we felt in that game. But first, talk about how, uh, you know, football, basketball, Duke, Carolina. Here's Mac Brown on how validating it is as the head coach of North Carolina to have that rivalry deliver on the football field. Yeah, it's delivered three of the five years I've been back. The first year was 18 seconds when the game was over. Uh, last year was uh, 13 seconds and then probably seven when it was over and tonight, so double overtime. So... Uh, it, it's, a, it, it's a great series. Uh, these kids are going to play their tail off. And we've said you, you don't want to lose close to home because it smells. Uh, and, and you have to live with it. Uh, and I, that's, that's important that you win this game. It is important that you win that game. It is. Tim, real quick, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I, I got to take credit. That that was little old me that asked that question. Just oh, because look at that. Look at that. It's great to see this rivalry now live up to the hype that it always does on the basketball court. That's what you want when it's North Carolina versus Duke. Not just basketball, football, but any sport. You know what else you want? You want our Sin City Skateaway. You want to be the winner. It's time for our 3 o'clock keyword in our Sin City Skateaway, sponsored by Park MGM Las Vegas, Newcomb & Company, and Buffalo Brothers. This hour's word is West. Because obviously this trip, you'd be going west. W-E-S-T, text WEST to 919-860-5326 and enter for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas. We are giving away a trip for two to Las Vegas, and that's not all. You'll get to see Carolina in Vegas play hockey. You'll get $400 in food credits. You'll get a luxurious room at the Park MGM Las Vegas. And to gain another entry, all you have to do is text in WEST, W-E-S-T, by 4 o'clock. It's only good for one hour. This keyword is only good until 4 o'clock. Text WEST to 919-860-5326. And then listen in for another keyword coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. It's a win over Duke in double overtime for UNC. We've established that. There was some weird finality. There was some weird finality. It felt like a nice farewell, which for Drake May, I think that's normal, right? For some of the players, especially the seniors who have exhausted their eligibility, senior day always comes with some finality. But this one felt a little different. Here's Drake Mayon if this was his last game at Keenan Stadium. Yeah, it's a fair tale ending. And I'm glad it ended this way. 
Um, would have been heartbroken if, um, if not, if it went the other way. And uh, like I said, no better way, you know, against a rival. Um, with, the, with the fans storming the field, um, with the senior night, um, just you know, a lot of emotions. And I'm glad, you know, I think this is why I came here, you know, Carolina for playing these big time games and, and try to do my best to you know, help us win. Uh, just a dream come true for the quarterback here. I want to be clear that that question that he answered was prefaced with, if this was your last game at Keenan. I know he's, you know, it's a fairy tale ending. He hasn't made any announcements that he's going pro. Uh, I would feel very comfortable saying he's going pro because why the heck would you not? Even Mac Brown was like, if you were my son, I'd, I'd tell him to get the heck out of here. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, Omari and Hampton grinded for 31 carries. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a big workload. Tez Walker, 162 receiving yards, made some difficult catches, also made some easy catches that he was just left open for. I think it's funny because Drake May had the option, Mac Brown said it was his choice, to walk with the seniors. He chose not to, which I thought was a classy move, right? Don't make it about you. The seniors deserve their chance to be in the spotlight. And as soon as Drake May walks out there, he's going to have the biggest applause. He's going to have the most cameras pointed at him. And he said, no, I don't need to do that. And then the game was all about Drake May. Yeah. Even with Omari and Hampton going for 100-plus, 31 carries, even with Tez Walker with the 160, even with, uh, you know, J.J. Jones making plays and, and, and Bryson Nesbitt. Nesbitt making plays, uh, even with all of that, Cedric Gray making plays. Don't don't leave out the defense now, Tim. Came uh, in Rucker making plays. Don e- Chapman. Even with all of that, you knew – you couldn't give Drake May the ball with any time on the clock or he would find a way to get it done, and he did. Everything from in the fourth quarter, throwing it while being spun around in the grasp of a defensive player on third – or, sorry, fourth down, and, and finding a way to complete it. Very Ben Roethlisberger of him, right? I'm a statue that's just getting beat up, and I'm going to complete it anyway. Uh, Justin Herbert, whoever your big quarterbacks are. Uh, that was his last game in Keenan. That's the way I look at it. I agree. Drake May did not have to be a part of the senior day festivities for it to be his final game. You knew it. To me, I knew it was his last game when the hurdle happened exactly. in the fourth quarter. Very similar. You saw uh, it in the FAMU game last year. You saw it in the first game of the season against App State. And after that game, Matt Brown said, we're going to have to talk to him about that because we want to preserve him, not be injured. To me, when he hurdled over the defender, that was kind of the farewell to yep. the fans. And, and, it, and it was – if this is going to be my last game, I don't want to lo- leave losing to, to – going out in style. To Duke. Um, the question for me that's interesting is who else? Like, if you're exhausting your eligibility, sorry, you know, the game is pushing you out. Tez Walker. I think that's a very likely chance that he's going to be a first-round pick. How about this? Mac Brown. Was that his last game in Keenan? He got emotional after the game, talking about Drake, talking about that team. Some saw it as maybe a nod that he knew it was the last game. Here's Mac Brown after the game on why he was so emotional. An emotional person that I try not to ever show for. But I did. I'm, I'm a, a crier, a screamer. I'm, I'm, I'm all the things that you think I'm not. Um, and, and when you win a football game like this, you are so proud of your staff and so proud of those kids because that's what everybody's wanting to do. And you never know what's going to happen. If we'd won this game 31 to uh, 14 when we had our chances to, it would have been, okay, that's a good job. Uh, these kids won a game down by three with 41 seconds left. I mean, that, that doesn't happen in your life. That doesn't happen. 
And, and it was unbelievable that the coaches hung in there were positive and the kids. And, and you're so proud of your entire program that they were able to do that because it, it, it just doesn't happen in many places in the country. Just an emotional guy. You know, and, and Graham pointed out to me, Graham, you, you were there, and I'm, I'm going to lean on you when we when we get talking about the uh, the, the storming police. Oh, I'm ready. But uh, but we both saw on Twitter people saying that it reminded them of when Roy Williams was kissing the floor when it was his last game in yep. the Dean Dome, but he ha- obviously hadn't publicly announced it yet, and everyone just kind of looking around going, it feels like it. It is interesting how a, a, a win like that will make you appreciate, especially if you've already come to grips with the fact that you're out. A win like that will make you go, man, am I really going to walk away from all this? Yeah. Just like when Drake Bay was on the ACC huddle podium, he had the mm. fans behind him on the field chanting, one more year, one more year. Not to say Drake Bay couldn't come back next year, but you kind of see it. You saw him kind of put his head down. I think he was grinning and put his hands up like, I don't know. We'll it, see. And, and, you know, he may want to run the pros and cons, but I think he's going to see a lot more pros than cons to, you know, going and making life-changing money as a top two or three pick in the NFL draft. Uh, The Mac Brown of it all is interesting, though, because he has become so intertwined with this program when they ramp up, right? It's not to say they never have any good things when he's not there, but it's to say he is personified. He is connected to so many of the good years in North Carolina that if I'm watching that and I am one of the the administrators and I know that Mississippi State fired their coach over the weekend and I know that Texas A&M fired their coach over the weekend and I know that uh, Michigan State and, and I know that some of these other programs are going to be looking uh, for coaches, I don't want to be late to the race. I'm seeing Mac Brown get emotional and I'm calling him into the office today, probably yesterday, and saying, I saw you got emotional. Am I looking for the next head coach? Because I don't want to get late to that race. Uh, I don't want to get late to that competition. If there's somebody out there that we want, you let me know if we should be going to get them. It's your job if you want to come back next year. We trust you. We like you. You know, you've done a lot for us. But I need to know. Same as, you know, recruiting a quarterback if, if you're you're asking Drake May. Like, hey, Drake, we like the guys we have backing you up. We might want to bring in some more competition if you're not going to be here. If you are going to be here, we're good. Like, we need to know. It's a planning thing. It's a planning thing, right? It's the landlord going to the leaseholder, or uh, you know, like three months before the lease is up. Like, hey, do you have any thoughts for the next 18 months, right? Like, do you, do you have a plan of what you're going to do? Do you need a bigger spot? Should we be looking for someone else? And, and North Carolina would have to nail that hire after Mac Brown leaves. They'd have to hit a home run because there is uncertainty in the ACC moving forward. But I'm sure it was very fun for him and everybody else getting a chance to beat Duke in double overtime. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NC State football, and I love when this happens for any team, for any football team, because I think it's the easiest way 
not the easiest, but the the most easily to understand way to get the most out of your football team is to know exactly who you are. It can be so frustrating watching a team think they're a run and shoot, think they're a drop back and slinging around the 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 field 50 times a game and and they just don't have the receivers even if they have the line and the quarterback or they don't have the quarterback even though they have the line and the receivers like and, and you're just looking at them going that's not you nc state knows exactly who they are and that is as a team the quarterback change from from mj morris back to brennan armstrong didn't change their identity because it was a team identity that they found. They play defense very well. They use Casey Concepcion for big plays, and they ask the quarterback to keep the car on the road. And for back-to-back weeks, they hold a team to just six points. Six points. We'll talk about the similarities. But it, it, is, it is that simple for the quarterback. right? I don't need you to drive 100 miles an hour. I don't need you to, to weave. I don't need you to pass in the slow lane. I don't need I just just keep the car on the road and let the defense handle their business. And it, it definitely feels like the bye week was when they figured it out. Here's Dave Doran on how much growth he has seen since the bye week for his Wolfpack. I think the last three games have gotten better. Each each game has gotten better. Ran the ball really well today. And uh, that was great to see. And it was to be able to have that kind of run game. But yeah, I think. Coach and I said this, you know, when we were in spring ball, he's like, it's going to take a while to figure this piece out because we didn't have any guys that were just dominating the practice, you know, like obviously Casey has shown us that he's a player, but, you know, he had to figure out the pieces, you know, and who's he going to get the ball to and how are we going to be able to use this guy or that guy? As you saw, we moved the linebacker to, to fullback to help us. I mean, we're, we're still evolving. Dakari Collins stepped up today making some plays like, Okay, so we can evolve more with that. And, yeah, so we're still growing, I think, still getting better, which is, man, if you're getting better in November, that's a good thing, you know, so excited about that. Here's the thing. The running game got going, but guess what the running game was? 96 yards from Brennan Armstrong, your quarterback, 86 yards from wide receiver KC Concepcion. You only had 266 overall. You had 182 from non-running backs. They're figuring out who they are. They depend on Casey Concepcion for the big plays and the defense. And this week, Brennan Armstrong had his moment, and I'm glad he got that moment. As someone who was at the game up in the press box, it was so cool to see the team just embrace Brennan Mm -hmm. Armstrong when he came to the sideline after the 20-yard touchdown pass to Julian Gray. Matter of fact, let's hear what it felt like from him uh, himself. It is Brennan Armstrong on that, that first touchdown and all the relief I'm sure that came with it. Yeah, it felt good. I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I've done a, a decent amount, but this one felt different um, just because, you know, I feel like I've grown, um, even though being a six-year college, I feel like I've grown to this time that I was sitting. Uh, sitting, um, And, yeah, it just felt good again. It felt like myself. Um, yeah, I really don't have words for it. It just felt different than the other ones. You know, just that comeback thing. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Was that the Muffin Man in the background? Like, what was that other? Oh, I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> Did they have two press conferences going Something on at like once? like Drury Lane? Could be. Could be on the other side of the room. Uh, he has 64 touchdown passes in his career. To hear him say how different that, was, that one was, I'm happy for him. But it wasn't about him. He had 100. It was from a social standpoint, okay? It was about him from getting back up on the horse and having the team embrace him and having the fans love that he's back out there and he stuck around and he put his his body on the line. He had 111 
efficient passing yards and a touchdown. He had 15 carries for 95 yards, which led the team in rushing and a touchdown on the ground, but it wasn't about him. It was about the team following the blueprint that they know they can excel at. You brought up that they both uh, in both of the last two games they gave up six points. They played Wake Forest and Miami, two very different teams, not the same team at all. The last two games were identical in a lot of ways because the NC State Wolfpack said, it's not about them. It's about what we do. It's about what we do well. It's about our bl- blueprint. It's about what our identity is. Yeah, Tony Gibson said last week during his press availability that the standard is the standard right now in defense. But but it's not even just the defense, right? Because it's the offense recognizing that the standard is the standard on the defense. Each game they gave up six points. That's unreal. Both games, the offense had less than 150 yards passing. They had one passing touchdown. The offense in the two games scored 20 and 24 points. They depended on Casey for the deep shots. They didn't take, and by the way, deep big plays doesn't necessarily mean deep throws that are in the air forever. Could be a, a two-foot pass or a 10-yard or a pass that, that he works the rest of the way down the field. The offense scored 20 and 24 points, and they never felt like, oh, we got to go get 30 because they trusted the defense. It's an identity thing. right? If you're on a team with one of the best defenses in the country, why are you pressing your offense so hard? They recognize that, right? Why are we we thinking we have to go score 35 points when we might only have to score 14 if we get to 20? That's bonus. That's insurance. Think about when the Baltimore Ravens won their Super Bowl back in 2001. Going way back. Dilfer years. Yeah, throwback. Three years after I was born. Oh, jeez. It's not because they had a superior offense or a great quarterback. It's because they had a guy named Ray Lewis and a freaking good defense. And and an offense that recognized it. That That's the part that so many teams get wrong, right? When you hear uh, a, one of the grace, you know, one of the best defenses in, in the country or in the NFL or any level of football and, and you feel like a defense is being wasted, it's usually because the offense, you know, thinks they're equals and they don't realize that it's the sum of the parts, right? If, if you have a great defense, but your offense is turning the ball over on your side of the field, uh, if you have a great defense, but your offense isn't recognizing, hey, sometimes – Three plays, as long as there are run plays and we get to bleed the play clock down to get our, our defense a little bit of a rest and a punt that pins the other team deep in their territory, that's all our defense needs us to do. Brendan Armstrong, early in this season when he was the starter, there was a lot in the passing game that I did not love. I'm just I'm saying it exactly like, like I saw it, right? Got to call it as you see it. There's a lot in the quarterback run game I did like when it was designed from Brennan Armstrong. Coming back the second time, they said, we're going to keep you to like 15 throws. Hopefully you complete 10 of them, which is essentially what he did. We're not going to ask you to throw 60 yards downfield. You know, if, if you end up with 111 passing yards but no turnovers, we love it. When we need five hard yards, we're going to depend on you to get it. And when we need a big play, we're going to depend on Casey Concepcion. Other than that, we're going to get the heck out of the way just like we did against Miami. But Dave Dorn also told about it. He said the offense has finally found its identity coming off the bye week. And I love the first play call, the reversal to Casey Concepcion, which set up a Mm 65-yard to give North Carolina their first touchdown just three plays. I love that creativity. I even like the creativity when MJ Morris was still in when they rolled him out of the pocket and allowed him to use his feet and get some space and find guys open. It's it's. So much different for an offense. It's very different for an offense. That's probably better grammar. It's very different for an offense 
when you take the pressure of having to score 30 off the table and you recognize we need like three great could be play calls like you're describing three great play calls that catches the defense off three great individual efforts right just great plays by one person breaking tackles picking up a big play or or just you know three drives where you nickel and dime your way down the field it only takes three it only if you if you score two touchdowns and two field goals i have a lot of confidence in this nc state defense and they're finally playing that way, which I think is the best thing they can do. And it doesn't matter if it's MJ Morris at quarterback or now Brendan Armstrong at quarterback. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.